Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. For today's episode, I'm interviewing Julia Becker Collins. Julia is the Chief Operating Officer for Vision Advertising and an Ultra Marathoner. Welcome, Julia. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I love your topic, and I definitely want to hear about your 2020 (laughs) and and how you're turning this into a whole learning journey. But before we do that, can you share a little bit of background uh, about yourself with our listeners? Absolutely. Um, So my name is Julia Becker Collins. Uh, I live outside of Boston. Uh, I'm the chief operating officer for Vision Advertising, which is a 100% woman-owned, woman-run, full-service marketing agency. We've been around for 21 years. Um, And I'm also an endurance athlete. Uh, I've run three ultramarathons and... Uh, I also have cancer. Um, and those are probably the biggest things about me. Um, I also have two cats and I have a wonderful husband. Um, I know <laughs> support network is really important, especially these days. Um, yes. You know, 2020 um, was challenging for a lot of people, but to just give you a little bit of background, um, I have worked um, at Vision Advertising for four years. And prior to this, I've been in, you know, corporate and nonprofit marketing for a really long time. But I think that this year has really, um, created challenges for so many, um, personally and professionally that we just never expected. Um, and for me, um, I was at the beginning of the COVID crisis trying to, you know, stabilize my company and, um, trying to, um, bring together different financial resources, but at the same time, trying to get the testing done that I needed in order to be diagnosed with cancer. So it was really a, you know, unique set of circumstances. Um, I always hesitate to say that, you know, I've had the hardest year because I think this year has been incredibly hard for so many people. Um, And I think mine is just one story in a, you know, a variety of really difficult stories that maybe aren't being told um, this year. So my, oh, of course. my hope is that people can just, you know, get something really great out of my story. So Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we're all on our own little journeys, right? And Exactly. And no comparison, right? But right. we can talk about how we faced what uh, what's happened in our lives and maybe people can learn from that as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, wow, ultra marathons. Uh, now you're battling uh, cancer and r- running a business, essentially. <laughs> so, so there's so much there I want to unpack, but uh, let's talk about mindset so, uh, first, maybe. So uh, how do you do it? What, what's going on in your mind? Uh, how do I do ultra marathons, cancer, and run a company all at the same time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really type A. Um, so that probably helps. I'm very logic driven. Um, I'm very uh, much a big believer in facts over feelings. That's just how I'm wired. I don't think it's right or, you know, the best way to do things is just how I do things. Um, so, you know, for me dealing with a cancer diagnosis and, you know, a financial crisis in the you know country and a pandemic and um, trying to transition my company to be work from home and kind of all these things all at the same time, I really came 
at it from a place of, you know, project management and logic, which is really great for getting work done, but really terrible in terms of taking care of yourself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think I did an Instagram post, um, uh, recently on my personal page about how I um, spent so much time project managing the beginning of my diagnosis and taking care of my company that I never actually sat down and dealt with the emotional consequences of it. Um, uh, yeah. Because, you know, my job has been to, you know, carry the welfare of so many people on my back for so yeah. long that. Um, I was just incredibly focused on that. And it somewhat makes it easier to to focus on that than to focus yeah. on the, you know, life-threatening illness that I'm facing. But then I went on medical leave and that all I had was time. So that's been hard. It's really hard. I mean, not to put, I don't want to put too fine a point on it, but, you know, cancer is really, really, really hard. Oh, yeah. um, and um, it really... It, you know, I talk about it in terms of walking through a veil. Your life is never the same. The way that you see things is never the same and you can't go backwards. So you can, you know, make decisions um, about how you live your life differently and the decisions that you make. But the way you view things is forever changed. You know, the priorities you have and and what you choose to spend your time on and what matters to you is just forever different because it's always seen through the veil of cancer because once you've had cancer, once you have cancer, that's it. Like you were forever changed by this because it's not a simple, nobody who's ever had cancer, it's never a simple, you know, I had cancer and then that's it. I'm cured. It's years and years of treatment. And, you know, it takes five years to go into remission and I'm still in active treatment. So it's just, you know, trying to have that mindset of, you know, one day at a time. It's so stereotypical, but it really is, you know, today's my focus is A, B, and C and it, trying to have a lot of focus on things that didn't matter before, but really matter now. And such as, you know, food is really difficult for me now, or as food used to be a real joy and trying to focus on hydration and just things that used to not be challenging are now challenging and, um, but not trying to get stuck in the frustration of it. That's, you know, I don't know how to better explain it. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. So, um, how has, uh, cause so oftentimes, okay, well, how about this uh, instead of a, a different question here? So what advice would you have for yourself? Uh, the pre-cancer diagnosis, Julia? Oh, that's a from great the, question. From the post-diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice would you have for yourself? Um, well, I mean, I think the simplest answer to that is things that you think matter don't matter. Um, but I would say take joy and don't take for granted the small things. And what I mean by that is, you know, we walk through life every day and you kind of take everything for granted. And even I try, I've always tried not to, but you do. You kind of take for granted that you can walk down the stairs if you're able to um, and have breakfast. And and then I, you know, as an endurance athlete, I would take it for granted that I could just go run my three miles that morning and then, you know, have my shake and be on with my day. But I can't do any of that. 
now. So just, I used to get frustrated with these shorter miles that I would have to run or, you know, going to a meeting now and, you know, the current state we're in of the pandemic and, you know, we think it's going to last for a really long time. Nobody's having in-person meetings and I'm an extrovert. So I really miss seeing people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I really, you know, for months and months and months, I had trouble just walking down the block. So, um, and I'm somebody who's used to being able to run 30 miles. Um, and to, to, you know, have that kind of physical limitation is really, really difficult. And so the advice I would give myself is, you know, not only just don't take it for granted, but also, you know, try to find the joy in the everyday rather than, you know, trying to rush through it to the next thing. Because when you're so busy, like I normally am, you know, you're just trying to get through the meeting to the next thing, et cetera. And you're not being like, wow, this cup of coffee really tastes amazing. And I'm going to tell you that when you can't drink coffee anymore for six months, you miss coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And right now, I'm so thankful for my morning cup. <laughs> Couldn't imagine that. Right, right, right. It's like, yeah. you know, one of the things that happened to me when I went through radiation treatment was that, and they told me this, is that my taste buds changed. And um, it happens to a lot of people that go through cancer treatment, a lot of people that get radiation. and um, I didn't know what part of my taste buds were going to change, but it was my bitter taste buds. And that's my favorite part of food is bitter food. So like red wine, coffee, chocolate, um, like the burnt ends of the mac and cheese, like all of that tasted like mud in my mouth. And it's just, it was just adding insult to injury. And you know, it just felt like a smack in the face. And so if I could give myself any advice, it's, you know, eat more burnt ends of the mac and cheese and savor. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you do feel yourself finding that frustration and, um, I mean, regard whatever anyone is going through, right? Yes. Um, that, cause we, we all have unique to us, our feelings of frustration or anger or sadness or whatever. What, what do you do to, to work through it? Um, I'm somebody who likes to talk through their problems. I know that's not everybody, but for me, I like to talk through things. I'm really very privileged that I have an amazing partner in life. My husband is really just the biggest blessing. Um, he is, you know, if I'm type A, he's type B. He's introverted. I'm extroverted, but he's an amazing listener and he's just so calm. He's just this amazing calming presence in my life. Um, and he's great at kind of talking things through. If I get really aggravated and upset and frustrated, he's really just this amazing person to listen and talk through everything with me and come up with a different idea. Um, I also have just an amazing network of, um, friends and family around me that are sounding boards and can talk through things with me. Um, I'm definitely somebody who has to communicate when I'm frustrated. Um, otherwise it just builds up inside me and then (laughs) I lose it. Yeah. Um, I also really need to be outside, um, which in New England is a little challenging in the colder months, but um, I really get a lot of solace and energy from being in the outdoors. I've always really loved the outdoors. And um, even through treatment, I tried to spend time on my back deck. Even if I couldn't go for a walk, I would just sit outside on my back deck. Um, It's very calming and I feel like the chaos isn't as insane if you're outside. Um, and now that I'm back to some running, um, you know, physical activity, even if it's limited, even if it's modified, 
just to like clear the cobwebs. Um, I need to step away from things to be able to find clarity. I need to be able to talk through things to find clarity. I know I just can't sit in it, which is something um, I think a lot of people do is just you sit in your own problems and then you can't, you know, move through them. Yeah. So you literally need to get moving. Yes, right? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> get some air up into the brain, right? Get out exactly. into nature, get some fresh air. And also it sounds, uh, have a important, uh, have a good support system and make sure that you're making time to reflect and actually work through. And it's okay. I'm a, and, and this is the way I, I live too. It's okay to distract yourself a little bit, right? Right. But also making sure that you do take the time to reflect and work through Right. Things. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Any other tips on uh, finding success when life pushes you down? Yeah. I mean, I would say that life, I I don't think it's realistic to think that life is going to be rainbows and butterflies all the time, no matter what, even if you don't have cancer or some kind of terrible illness, I think life can be difficult, but also life can be amazing. And even if things are really, really, really difficult, like, you know, I don't, my life is really hard right now. I don't want to, you know, sugarcoat it for anybody. It's, you know, I have cancer, I'm going for scans in a few weeks, and I don't know what those are going to show. And, you know, we, live in a really difficult time and I still have the whole financial future of a company on my back and yeah. you know things are really challenging um but I always try to remember that you know there's still a lot of great things happening I still have my cats and they're you know cats and animals I feel like just give us great perspective because they live in the moment nothing else is wrong um and while it might seem like things are really, really, really bad. There's always still good things happening. And maybe that seems simplistic, but if you sit in everything bad that's happening, you're not going to be able to move forward. You kind of have to just acknowledge it and be like, okay, this is really terrible. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This is actually very, very bad. How can I either work through it, um, help it, or um, use it as part of a way to make things better. You know, I'm not trying to say I don't have cancer or trying to be the person I used to be before I had cancer, as I like to say, BC before cancer. Um, Uh I'm trying to move into a new normal. And that took time to realize I thought I was just going to go back to being the person I was before. And that's not possible. But, you know, I just need to recognize that my body is going to be different for the rest of my life. My brain is going to be different for the rest of my life. And that's okay. Like, it's okay to have bad things happen and for you to change as a human. Um, yeah. It, and it, maybe it'll be better. You know, I don't want to say yeah. cancer is going to be a blessing because it's definitely not. Um, but the perspective shift is sometimes really good. Yeah. The growth that we go through, through those adverse times in our relation, in our relationships, in our lives, well, and in our relationships, <laughs> <laughs> right. Helps, helps right. us grow as human beings. And, we're better for it, even though <laughs> at least if we're intentionally working on growing through it, right? Right, right. Yeah. I think, you know, it's it's going to be what you make of it. I think, you know, cancer is horrible, but, you know, there's there's things you can do, you know, around it. Yeah. And I like that uh, it's going to be what you make of it, right? Because we decide what kind of effect whatever is going to have on our lives. 
Exactly. I think, you know, there's a certain amount of control you can take. You can't control everything, but you can control some things um, and, you know, take the control that you can take and and do what you want with it, you know, if yeah. and figure out, you know, what did you not do previously that you want to do now? What will your body allow you to do? What will your career allow you to do? What, you know, what did you previously, what were you previously scared of doing that now you think, well, things are so vastly different. What do I want to do now? Yeah. So, yeah. So has anything, uh, anything like bucket list related changed for you with your new perspective? <sighs> well, I've always really loved travel, international travel. Um, so, you know, once, <laughs> once we can do that again, <laughs> yeah. um, I will be, um, probably stepping up to travel more. Um, but for me, you know, I've never been a big bucket list person in terms of like, oh, this is something I really want to make sure I do before I die or anything like that. I've always just figured out like, oh, this seems like a great thing to do. Let's just go do it. I don't try yeah. to hold on to things for later. Um, I had a really serious illness about six years ago, not cancer. And so I think, you know, I was maybe already in the mindset of like, don't wait for things. Yeah. Um, and for me, I just, I really just tried to take like, okay, these are the things I was planning before I got diagnosed. What do I still want to work towards? And what is just not worth it anymore? You know, do I really care about, you know, getting a new car? Not really. I don't care at all about getting a new car. But do I really still want to try to, tra once my body's able to train for a 50 mile race? Yes, I still want to do that. So, you know, when I think about bucket list, I, I still want to do this 24-hour looping 50-mile race in Rhode Island next year. So, you know, those are the big things, I, you know, and, and it's harder now. It is. It's much, much harder with the way that my body is. But it almost seems like that's better because it, it, it's more of a challenge, you know, it's it's a bigger hill to climb and it'll feel like a bigger accomplishment doing yeah. it this way. So trying to so, okay. wrap my head around that. I was going to say, yeah. it's just trying to like shift the perspective from, Oh my God, it's going to be so much harder than it was a year ago versus it'll mean more now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, another interesting perspective. Yeah. So how has um, training for these ultra marathons and you know, creating a successful business, how has that prepared you mindset-wise, uh, habits-wise, for being more resilient going through adverse pandemic, cancer, etc.? Yeah, um, I think resiliency is a great way of thinking about it. You know, you really have to have a little bit of a Teflon coating. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> um, you know, in terms of business, I've always been um, very calm in the face of adversity. Um, running a business is a very chaotic experience, even in the calmest of economic and, um, you know, times, no matter what. Um, but these days, it's, you know, very difficult. And being resilient as a leader um, is very important. I think I have always been calm about 
you know, client difficulties, financial difficulties, staff difficulties, but now even more so. Um, nobody, it's not going to help anybody for me to freak out or have a meltdown. Um, I think it's actually much more helpful as the leader of the company to be very calm, especially these days. Um, not yeah. calm in a way that overlooks problems, but calm in a way that's says, okay, I hear you. I hear that there's a frustration, but let's take a step back and see how big of a problem is this? How much time should we be dedicating to this? And is this as big of a problem as you think it might be? Um, yeah. And, you know, having the perspective of this current crisis is not going to last forever. Um, if it changes things for the long term, that's okay. Things change. I don't think we're going back to the normal there was. I think there's going to be a new normal. And that's okay. And yeah. I think that's perspective I definitely get from having cancer that I think a lot of people are still struggling with um, on the business front. Um, I think on the running front, pe- runners are struggling with that as well. People want to go back to racing. People want to go back to competing. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's you got to, you know, you have to figure out what's going to be safe for you, but also there's a, you know, you got to think about a long-term plan. When you think about resiliency, it's, you know, do you need to do this right now? Or can you just kind of slow down and think about what's important right now versus what's important in a couple of years? Um, your yeah. health is, you know, you don't have anything if you don't have your health. And if there's a major health crisis in general, you know, right now, what can you do, you know, to be more resilient um, in your business, in your training? Um, in your life so that you have a better, you know, mindset um, to help better your life for, versus focusing on all the things you can't control. One of the things that I thought about going into this year before the COVID crisis and before I got diagnosed with cancer was, you know, I was really trying to focus on, I can't control the actions of others. I can only control my reaction. And I think that's a really difficult thing as a business leader and as an athlete, but now being on the other side of so many challenges this year and still being in the middle of so many challenges this year, it's even more important than I thought it was at the beginning of the year. You have mentioned your business a few times. For yes. those that are interested, can you share a little bit about exactly the service? Well, exactly. <laughs> can you share a little bit about the services that your business provides? Absolutely. So Vision Advertising, like I said, is a full service um, marketing agency. We've been around for 21 years. Um, we really are full service. I like to say that if it smells like marketing, we do it. Um <laughs> <laughs> We do everything from full service, social media management to website design, hosting, and management. Um, We do content development for um, blogs, white papers, SEO. Um, We do Google AdWords and um, everything on both the um, paid and organic side of SEO. Um, Really, we work with a lot of professional uh, service firms that want to hire us to be their marketing department. So if a company needs marketing services and maybe they have one person that does marketing or maybe they don't, and rather than hiring another professional Um, It is more cost efficient to hire us because you don't have the um, 
cost of payroll taxes and benefits, et cetera. And rather than having somebody spend about a year getting up to date on everything your company needs, you have a full-fledged team of people for the same cost that are all experts in their field. Um, we don't have marketing generalists. Everybody is an expert because you really don't want the person who develops your website also tr- trying to take photos <laughs> of what you do. Yes. Those are two very different things. Oh, yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so um, that is probably the very high level of what we do. We've been doing a lot of crisis management, PR, um, podcast sourcing, getting people interviews. Um, we have been doing a lot of social distance photography recently with our local clients, um, trying to figure out, you know, how we can pivot the services that we have to help the clients that we have these days, because people have different and varying marketing needs, um, these days, but also long-term. Yeah. Wow. Lots of stuff. Yes. (laughs) So uh, when we're talking about pushing through the pain, finding success when life pushes you down, I'm hearing a lot of adaptability, resilience, Mm -hmm. emotional intelligence. Is there some final piece of advice or summarizing point that you can make for our audience before we close today? Um, I would say that, you know, one of the best pieces of advice I would give is to have some kind of sounding board. Um, I really don't think that you can go through business leadership um, or trying to grow your career at any stage by yourself, whether that's a best friend or, you know, a work wife like we've all had or a business partner or something like that. Someone you can really trust and talk through things with because when you're trying to deal with difficult situations and be resilient and move forward and know that you're going to have difficult times, no matter what, no matter the circumstances. But when you're trying to achieve growth, you're going to face adversity. It is so helpful to have somebody that you know is in your corner that will listen to you, but will also challenge you and challenge your thought patterns and help you become the best version of yourself. I love that. And we can all help each other with that. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Nice. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Julia. Thank you. It was my pleasure to be here. If you'd like to learn more about Julia, visit her website at vision-advertising.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit christinaeans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.